Blog Talk Radio. It's the Rad Reality Show, the roundtable discussion about Big Brother on Blog Talk Radio. Here's our theme music. Welcome to the show. Where else can you listen to Big Brother House Guests, Survivor Castaways, and the Amazing Racer Racers? That's right. Here at the Rad Reality Show Network, and we have so many other guests. Um, tonight, we have special guests. Everyone sit back and enjoy. I got a feeling that tonight's gonna be a good night. Welcome to everyone in the chat room, um, all the guests that's listening. Welcome, welcome to the Red Reality Show. But hey, listen, hey, the chat room is filling up, so if you want to call in and talk, Big Brother three four seven two three seven five five zero six. Um, make sure you push the one because I'm not going to pick up unless you push the one. Hello? Hello? Welcome, Big Brother fans, for this very special Big Brother 17 cast reveal roundtable show here on the Rad Reality Show Network. Today is June 16, 2015, a day we've all been waiting on for a while now because CBS finally released the pictures, the bios, and the very first interviews of the cast of Big Brother 17. These are the people that we're going to be spending our summer with, and we couldn't wait to meet them. I'm so happy to tell everyone that we have a very special guest joining us tonight who's just as excited to talk about our new summer friends. So tonight's panel will consist of myself, Cherry Garcia, my sidekick and co-host, Paul from Minnesota, and Mr. Ed Brophy from TV Fishbowl will be here with us to talk about the new cast. Um, first, let's say hi to Mr. Paul from Minnesota and see how he's doing. And then we're going to bring up Ed Brophy from TV Fishbowl and get this going. Paul, how psyched are you to meet the new cast? I, I Well... I got to meet them a little bit, I guess, but uh, I'm, I'm excited to see them in the house and see 
how they play. I think it's uh, overall a, a great cast, and uh, I just ah, I got to wait a, uh, eight days. This is driving me I, nuts. I know. Well, let's bring up our guest. I'm so glad he's going to be with us tonight. We have Mr. Ed Brophy from TV Fishbowl with us. Mr. Ed, how are you? Oh, no, not the Mr. Ed. I'm doing good. How are you? I'm so glad to finally see who's going to be in the Big Brother house this summer, and I'm glad to have you with us here tonight to talk about it. Well, I'm going to make it a really quick show because so far my first impression is I'm not impressed. Um, there's, I think, going to be controversy. Well, are we talking particularly about Audrey? Or are you just mean in general? And don't call her Aubrey. <laughs> um, or you I just think, mean controversy think, in general? I think that will stir some, depending on how they... I hope they don't use that as a platform for a long time. Well, I would hate to disappoint you on the very first show, considering that it's your first Big Brother show of the season. But a statement from Big Brother after TMZ released the information about Audrey. Sam almost called her Aubrey. Audrey Middleton is a Big Brother superfan who applied online, like many other hopeful house guests, and was open about her transition in the application process. It is customary for Big Brother house guests to share personal news inside the house, and Audrey plans to discuss her story with the house guests in her own words during the premiere episode on Wednesday, June 24th. So it sounds like we have a platform. Yep. And um, you know, and the I only thing mind, I have against, I, go ahead. I don't mind. So the only being, thing I have against Audrey. Okay, go. You go, and then I'll go. I don't. I think it's awesome that that there is, you know, that it's that, that they that she feels more comfortable. That Caitlin, you know, that this is happening in our day and time now. That people feel more comfortable in their own skin and are able to transition and feel comfortable in in doing this in such a way, I think that's incredible. And that there isn't such hatred out there that they feel comfortable in doing this in front of the world and coming out and, and feeling comfortable and in going into a house of strangers and and being themselves, I think that's incredible. Well, I just definitely don't, don't want it to be the storyline for the entire season. Well, let me say this first. The only issue I had with Audrey is she chewed gum through the whole interview with Jeff. Oh, and a southern woman does not chew gum. About her. <laughs> A southern woman does not chew gum 
like a, a cow chewing cud. That's my only issue with her. What I'm afraid of. Go ahead, Paul. No, what I was going to say, Ed, is I just so we had a little real taste of them, very little real taste. I did like 10 second clips of each of them introducing themselves. So as we go along, perhaps if we say uh, we're going to talk about uh, Audrey um, first, then I would do this. My name is Audrey. Audrey. Not Aubrey, Audrey. I'm 25. I'm a digital media consultant, and I'm from a little charming town in northwest Georgia. Okay. All right. So a little, we might as well just go in alphabetical order to make it easy for folks, too, who are following along on the website. The... My only concern is we know how rough the house can be on people. And at 25, now I know times have changed since I was a little gay boy, but at 25, is she emotionally mature enough to handle the backlash that's going to happen? I'm not as concerned about the backlash in the house as I am the backlash that's going to happen on social well, media once I mean. she comes out. Yeah. I mean, we've seen the backlash toward people who don't have this, you know, kind of situation. And social media, I mean, people can be mean downright I mean just mean and since we're talking about it if I can find it so go ahead oh I know where I can find it real easy go ahead Sherry because I have a lot of friends that are trans and I had a friend who was asking questions the other night because she doesn't understand the trans community and this person also happens to be a big brother fan who has watched since season one. So I am going to see if I can find this quote from my friend Grace, who's trans, because one of the things that people get hooked up on and is the genitals. So let me see if I can find this quote. And then Paul, because this is going to go right into Austin. So after Cherry says what she has to say, if I can find this quote, if you could run Austin's little 10 second intro, because there's a reason of why he left. He wasn't with the WWE, but more than what he just interview indicated an injury. There was more than just the injury. Yes, he said something at the end of the interview, and then there was a statement released earlier today. And I don't have the statement verbatim, but it ties into this, to this, I almost said Caitlin, Audrey story. Well, we okay. have somebody on the switchboard that I'm going to bring up, um, <laughs> and she may have something to say along with us, so... We have Michelle Costa on with us. Hello, Michelle. 
Hello. Uh oh. Michelle. Michelle. Hello, wine wife. Where's my girl? Are you muted, Michelle? Up. Oh. Up. Oh, she dropped. She'll oh, call she back. She was excited. We had a show last night, Ed, and as we end with her, of course, Manic Monday, and as we ended and, and promoted who you know what we were going to do tonight and who was going to be on, she she was getting all goo goo gaga about you being on. So I wasn't surprised she uh, called in. She probably will call back. So you just give me the the cue as far as uh, you know when to play. I, I guess what. The way I was watching the interviews was more about their big brother love and, you know, the personalities and how they would, you know, be in the house. And I didn't, you know, I can understand you're closer to that community, but I I, I guess I wasn't as hung up about, you know, what they are in the outside, although I'm curious. Um but I was totally blown away. I had no idea that Audrey was trans. I thought, wow, that's a beautiful woman. And it went on. And like a couple hours later, I had a phone call from a friend who uh, cued me. There she is. Uh, cued me in. She called on a different phone. This is our girl. Hi, Michelle. Hello. Can you guys hear me? Yes, we can. Hey, what's up, you guys? Oh, my God. First off, I just want to say that I was listening in for a couple of minutes, and um, I picked up a little bit about you guys' conversation, and I'm, like, so excited that, you know, the awareness and the format and the platform that, you know, Big Brother's about. It's been wishy-washy the past few years with, like, these different types of homophobic comments and uh, racist comments and all this stuff. And that's not what Big Brother's about. Big Brother's about it being a house of people that want to play Big Brother, whoever they are, whatever their gender, make, model, hair color, eye color, whatever. What they look like. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. I mean, I for me, it's never really mattered of, I mean, a true Big Brother fan never judges that. But I'm calling well, in. Well, we do, but not once you're out of the house. Well, I mean, you know, there, there was judging. people that called me Manshell, okay? And oh, well, for people that, you know, whatever type of feelings they have about sexuality, whatever, to be called a man and said that I have a raspy voice. Yeah, I do. Who cares? (laughs) Um, And that I didn't want to wear my unitop because I didn't want to tuck my penis in. And I mean, that's ridiculous. And for people to have said that before even like Twitter was, you know, networking at that time in 2010 wasn't as huge as it is now, like Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff, you know. So um, it wasn't really more brought into your face as it is now. So for me, I'm all about whatever, whoever. For me, I love that, that if they're a Big Brother fan and they know what the game's about, you know, I'm all about it. I'm 
one of those people that I it irritates me sometimes when there's people in the house that don't know about his brother. But I'm actually here to talk about I know somebody in the house and I can't even believe you it, you guys. Hey, Michelle, I, I know that I asked you to say something like that. I know Michelle, that you no. I know that you attended an open casting call, and I know that you mentioned last night that you were so hoping somebody you saw there was going to be on. I had two possibilities, and I have little audios to play. Um, and Do you want me to play the audio of the one she knows? Because yeah, I know who it you, is. Can you play the audios? Because I want to tell you guys that yep. I didn't even meet this person in the casting, I've known this person before. I'm an acquaintance of him, but go ahead, play it because I'm so excited. I can't well, even hang, on, hang on, hang on, <laughs> hang on. Before we move on to, from Audrey, so here's go what ahead. Grace, my trans friend, said: Trans girls were born with the neurological wiring and a genetic predisposition that makes them transsexual. So it's not about the genitals; it's about the way they're wired in the head, just like everybody else has, everyone has something that attracts them to whoever they're attracted to. And it's all different, whether gay, straight, bisexual, whatever, it's the same with trans girls. So I have a feeling. So if this is the person I have to ask Michelle a question, so go ahead. Give me the play the clip. Can you, can you play it, Cherry? Yes. I'll play the clip of the person that Michelle personally knows in the house. Okay. Why don't you tell everybody your name? Jason. Where are you from? Massachusetts. And what you do for a living? I stock groceries overnight. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, Okay, so I know Jason from, okay, I work, I, 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 I don't know how he got on Big Brother. I don't know if it was casting because I didn't see him in Lincoln when we did the one at Twin River. And I don't know if he sent a video in. I'm really hoping he did because we talked about it. Okay. So Jason Roy, he, I work for Imperial Distributors and I remodel certain areas of Stop and Shop, which is a retail grocery store in East Coast. And so Jason works for Stop and Shop. If you notice his bio, it says he's a retail cashier or a supermarket cashier, depending on where you go. So he works for the Stop and Shop division. So I've been working for Imperial for over, well, for almost three years. And I work for all of Mass, all of Rhode Island, and two stores in Connecticut. So I'm all over the place. And... He works in Fall River or he works in Dartmouth. I've seen him in two stores. And the first time I met him, um, he recognized me. I went up to the customer service desk of the retail supermarket chain that he works for, and I was asking for a um, computerized, a handheld uh, inventory scanner. And he was standing at the customer service desk, and he says to me, I know who you are. And I said, oh, you know who I am. I said, who am I? And he says, you are the princess. 
you are the Portuguese princess. And I said, really? And he goes, yeah, hello, I'm a Big Brother fan. Oh, my God, I can't even believe I'm meeting you right now. He bugs out. We take a selfie, okay? And so he tweets it, which I will tell you right now, all day long I've been looking for that tweet. I think, I I don't know if he erased his Twitter or I just can't find it. Um, He locked up. There's a... Yeah, there's a Twitter pic of us somewhere out there, but I I think that he he probably erased a few months ago. I haven't seen him. Okay, I'm going to tell you something. I don't have his number. I haven't seen him probably in about three months. So my division is his company, the one that he works for. So I see him maybe every couple months. So I've seen him, I've met him maybe eight times. And every time I've seen him, he takes a selfie with me, and we talk about Big Brother. And I've always said to him, oh, my God, you know, you are so hilarious and so funny. You know, it would be awesome because one day I was showing him pictures of me going to, I think it was the premiere from last year at New York for the party that Adam threw. And I said, wouldn't it be crazy if you were on it? Because I totally think that you would definitely make it on it. And then somebody sends me this uh, tweet this morning that says, oh, my God, Michelle, they're not Portuguese, but they're from Fall River. So I said, let me bring it up. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's Jason. So that is – let me tell you something, you guys. Be ready for him. He – is hilarious. I I will re- reserve my final opinion, obviously, when they get in the house, but he was Jeff's very first interview, and he was kind of irritating me. I did not get him yet. Uh, he, he seemed to kind of lean in and get in Jeff's face a little bit. Uh, uh, I I can imagine that he would be different in the house and hearing what you're saying you know i certainly will be awaiting to see him in the house but i just had to be honest with you my first impression well i mean for me i don't even want to go by how i know him but i tell you that i haven't watched the bios at all i haven't read anything i just went to look at the pictures and i was like i that's jason so for me, I've always said this for all the times that we've been talking on um, the Ravioli show, and what I've always said is I can't judge somebody until I see them interact with everybody else on the show because everybody has their thing. Okay. So who's going to get I like the fact that he wants to be in a girl alliance. For me, it's been Hello. a struggle with girls. So, um, but I can't even say anything until I, like, judging him, of course I'm going to root for him, of course. Like, I don't even care if he even screws up. That's my pick, bottom line. That's my boy. And it's so crazy that me and him talked about the fact that I said to him, you have potential. You need to try out. Wow. So I, like I said, I still don't know how he tried out. I told him if he's going to do a video, just be yourself, but emphasize it by 10, as we talked about all the time. And I haven't seen him in two or three months, maybe, 
and that probably answers a lot of questions because obviously the the process is rigorous, rigorous. But it it's insane that me and him talked about that. I mean, he's an Uber fan, and I've probably seen him in the stores. I've worked the, for the this company for three years, so for the past three years, and he recognized me three years ago. And he was like, you are the princess. And I was just like, oh, my God. So he's an Uber fan. That's, yes. No, you, I, you know, I that's it, good. I like me, that. Let me tell you, Michelle, that we even talked about it on the show last night, how we're, it would be so cool if there was somebody in the cast that we knew or that we had met or we had talked with, you know, on online or, you know, on the show or on the I Internet. I was blown out of the waters because... I really feel that he did a video because I didn't see him in the casting, but that doesn't mean he didn't go to the Boston one. And so uh, just to let everybody know, I I, I do not have his phone number. Um, I only see him because we work in the same division, and um, he's an Uber fan, and we met because... He wanted to do selfies and write about it. And for me, that is so exciting. And I hope that, you know, seeing the cast so far for me with the 14 and then we know that it's going to be 16, I'm curious of who could it possibly be. I hear that um, Liz, Liz, or I think it's Liz, she may possibly have a twin sister, and um, she has gone off the the page. I haven't really got too much in depth because I've been so excited about Jason, and I've been thinking of like, you know, Jay Royers or Royers or you know, kind of thinking about different kind of names that we're gonna give him. Um, because, you know, I'm definitely all about, even if I didn't know him, um, I'm all about New England, but the fact that, you know, I know that he is so passionate about this, and I I already actually sent uh, Cherry a message the minute I found out, and I said, you know, he is going to be catty, you know, and with this cast, so far, I think that anything is up for grabs, and I'm really excited. Are you guys excited? I am. I mean, I can't even contain it right now. <laughs> My okay, only one bugging out. Locked. You're bugging out, but I'm his Twitter's out. locked. Sorry. So, but his Twitter is the J Roy, but he locked his Twitter down. So I give him points for that. Well, if you go, um, if he unlocks it eventually at the finale when me and him have our moment where we scream at the top of our lungs in a sissy way, um, which I'm going to love every minute of it, um, I actually try to look up our picture that we've taken. I think we did three times, and then he was like, I feel weird taking pics. I'm like, no, I love it. Um, so we have three, at least three selfies on Twitter, so I hope that gets unleashed soon. Well, probably enough for the next three months. And, you know, obviously I'm going to the premiere party, so um, I'm excited to let everybody know 
uh, there's a connection somehow, and I can't wait to hear if anybody else does. Um, and also yeah. for the finale, because I'm going to go to the finale and to have him and me have that moment to see each other. I am so excited about that. It, it's like My new best friends. I met them. Yeah. Hi. Yeah, he's <laughs> like your little little child. But we 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 uh, and and don't get me wrong. This is totally awesome, and I can't wait to uh, watch him through the season, chat with you, and and uh, and all that. But we do have like twelve other people we still need to to get to, Michelle. And uh, oh, okay. Want... I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, no. Excuse me, I, Paul. You should no. Hang, hang. You didn't. You shouldn't say sorry because I was just telling you how awesome this is, and I'm so happy for you, and I'm excited to to follow his journey and to see Mama Cost you, the princess, Portuguese princess, Mama, <laughs> with your your baby in the house. It's so cool. All right, hang on though. Before Michelle goes, play Austin. No, she doesn't have to go. Okay. I want to talk to Michelle about Austin. Okay, okay. go ahead. All right, let's play his clip then. My name is Austin. I'm from Woodland Hills, California. And I used to be a professional wrestler with NXT WWE. I still wrestle, just not with them. And I'm also now a post-rehab specialist. So guess who he wants to take on in the ring, Michelle? Jesse. Yes, he said Jesse's not a real wrestler. Well, I thought actually when I saw that, that possibly he knew Jesse, but in a good way, but sounds like he's not in a positive way with Jesse. Is that what you're saying? Because I saw that, that was, you know, I'm big on wrestling, and by the way, I'm big on poker, which I want to talk about that too. Um, But... So does he know Jesse? He doesn't know Jesse, and what he was saying is he did clarify it afterwards. Is that he's been wrestling since he's seven, and then Jesse started wrestling after Big Brother. So I guess it was okay, still kind so of a little did, bit. When of did he plan. wrestle for for next? I don't. I, he didn't say, and I haven't okay. googled him or anything. Okay, is, so, uh, so Jesse does not know him. Probably I not. assume Jesse knew him because of the the way it seemed to be portrayed. Now to tie him, Aubrey, and Jay together. All right, I don't know. Nah. I mean, I'm not sure because I was but, I was kind of like confused. Like I was like, oh, you know, Jesse knows somebody, but I was like. I would have thought that, you know, Jesse would have said something after the fact, but I didn't see anything, so I didn't know. Yeah, well, he left next because of homophobia and racism. Oh, okay. And so he said that during his interview. He didn't say exactly that word for word during his interview, but immediately after his interview aired with Jeff and he said that he left under heated circumstances or something like that. There was a statement released and that he left because of homophobia and racism within the wrestling organization that he belonged to. 
So it would be interesting to see him hook up with not only Aubrey, our trans woman, but Jason. And then I can't remember what the lesbian's name is. I well, it's interesting how much of a dynamic it is. It seems like Big Brother is really kind of like opening up, like for me, I feel like looking at these different cast members, and we all know that there's two missing. And there's yes, I'm in a hotel room looking out yeah. at Jurassic Park and the flume. Yeah. We just had dinner. We just did, Wayne Humby. Um, no allergy medicine for me. Anyway, so um, <laughs> I don't, I mean, I don't know, like, what, I just know that for me that they're making a stance, which I totally am all about. Um, what do you think about it, Ed? I mean, do you think that it's like, uh, way too much, or do you think it's, like, okay about time, or... Well, I think it was about time. time. I think it was about time a long time ago when MTV did it. What I think, and this is CBS, so let me just be honest about it. I think CBS is pandering to the Bruce Jenner, Caitlyn Jenner crowd. I have nothing against trans. I have a lot of trans friends. I just think the timing of it is suspicious. I think they're riding the wave, and I think had... Caitlyn Jenner's story not been so popular, I don't think Audrey would have been cast. And I don't know about that because you, like with Scott in um Big Brother Canada, we we know that it's affiliated and stuff and um not that he's oh, I think Robin would have, No, he wasn't transgender, but what I'm saying opening up the mm-hmm. eyes and I think that it's like a touchy subject. It really is for them to be able to know when it's right to be able to do something. And, I, 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 you know, it's like damned if they do, damned if they don't. I think for them to open up and be able to do something like that. Um, okay, let's I, go back to I, reality. I realm. agree, but I want to comment on what you said, Ed, because it could be true. I mean, did they get some extra, you know, viewers last year because of, of Frankie and his connection to fame, you know, maybe they saw that they might get extra viewers as well for, for this. So who knows? Well, you got duck dynasty, then you got Frankie Grande and now you have Audrey, but let's go back to our conversation at, with Bunky at reality rally, when he said he was the test gay and Bunky is the only gay that we've had on the show that doesn't fit the stereotype. And then they bought in a vet who is a very feminine lesbian. This, this new one, I'm not so sure about, but I think Caitlin, because a lot of people were shocked, or not Caitlin, sorry, Audrey, that a lot of people were shocked when TMZ released that she was trans. I think For it would have... honestly, it really wasn't... Like, I was kind of like, okay. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I live in a different world. But for me, I was like, can they keep up? You know? It's like, really? Like, get with the times, with the, with the, all the transgender, with, with weed, with all that stuff. Like, let's move on. Let's go, you know, like, let people live their life. What does it matter for us? 
what people do. As long as they live their life, pay their taxes, abide by the laws, I don't care who they love, who they screw, who I don't care. You know, for me, I just want people to be happy because if people are happy, that makes me happy. It's like it's like uh, a sneeze. A sneeze, when you see somebody <clears throat> sneeze, what does that make you do? Sneeze, right? That's contagious. Right. If you see somebody happy, what does that make you do? That makes you feel happy. If somebody says, hi, good morning to you, you know, maybe you're not having a good morning, so, but so you're true. like, good morning. And for me, I could care less, and I know that Big Brother makes us happy, and we really re- need to recognize that it's been so many years. All these things that are happening have already happened. It's just that these different platforms and different moments in, I mean, Caitlin, it wasn't planned that it happened uh, a couple of weeks ago, and now it's setting up for this. Do I think that Big Brother jumped on the bandwagon? No, but do I think that they also think this is what America's watching? They are also part of a, a, a stream of what America likes, what's on, what would make America keep watching, and that's what's important. And for somebody that's in the limelight to bring themselves out there, for us to know, okay, it's either happened, it's happening, or I can't believe it's happening, but to accept it and to, like, grow with it, it's, for me, amazing. And to be a part of life where... It, to be a part of life where uh, Hillary Clinton is going to, for pre- presidency, a woman, where we've already had a black president, which people thought not. You know, for me, it's like I, I grow with the world, and I love that we grow with it all together. Oh, my God, did I just uh, get, like, political? You did. And, see, I agree with you, but I look at the overall cast, and – I still think it's, it's not the pretty... overall class, honey. It's not because we have two slots missing, boo boo. And I think we might have three slots missing because John's video has disappeared from the website. John, the dentist. Johnny Mac. And if you, yeah, Johnny Mac, if you go to the website and season seventeen cast interviews, his video is missing. If you go to meet the cast or whatever it is where they do where they have all their pictures, his profile is the only one that doesn't link to a video. Last that I checked out the live feeds, his um, his video was showing, but it's not under the season seventeen cast interviews. And if you go to his picture profile, he's the only one who doesn't have a video linked. So right now, there's only thirteen videos. Well, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I have to leave because I have a couple things I have to do beforehand. But I love being able to call in and the fact that there is a link to me. And, yay, they talk about me again this season. I'm just kidding. Um, maybe I'll be back. I mean, hello. No, I will Well, you know, if he's in there, he's um, going to talk about you. I just want to give a shout-out to everybody out there who – Gave me, like, sent me messages and responded and said they wished I was there. I do, too, and I know um, <laughs> yeah. Jerry, Paul, and Ed all wish I was back because that would be pretty cool. 
Because they'd be signing their life away right now with a confidentiality. Crazy, crazy, awesome. I, I, I can't. I, I, I just know how excited you are about the premiere party. This is just going to be a great couple of weeks. I mean, just going to the premiere party and then knowing that there's somebody that I have like, you know, like an Uber fan that I met that we've talked about going on Big Brother and then going on it. You, I mean, um, you guys have all have talked to people that have been Uber fans, have dreamed to go on it. And when I tell you that Jason, he has been that person that has dreamed about this moment. And I can only imagine what is going on in his head right now. And I could care less. I haven't seen his video. I haven't. I've read his bio, which, you know, depending on where you go, it's like two sentences long or you can't download it. I mean, I'm just so excited for him because we even talked about I said, oh, my God, you know, he's, like, looking at these pictures yep. of me going to an event, and he's like, I can't wait to be at an event with you <laughs> as a big brother. Part of, part of the family. Yeah. And, and you know, yeah. you know, you know that uh, he's going to mention you on the feeds. Well, I mean, hello. Like, <laughs> that's that's, like, a, that's like that's like a double negative, which is a positive. What? <laughs> I mean, I've been blessed. Like, you know, I've maybe not been liked or a lot of people have hated me, whatever. And I feel like throughout the years I've had some kind of link, you know, Jesse coming on for five years and Dan and just different Derek and different types of links, you know, coming back on. And I feel like this is just another. And maybe if they talk about me, maybe I'll be back on All Stars. Yeah, you're you're going to be back in that house before long, Michelle. We know. We know it. Well, we know it. It's going to happen. My heart fingers, it. And thank you guys. I'm sorry to leave you guys so short, but I'm really excited that I was able to surprise you guys. Well, besides one, Cherry knew <laughs> But I love you, Ed, and I love you, Paul, and I love you, Cherry, and I love everybody out there. And I hope you guys really go on my bandwagon and go, Jason. Jay Royal. There you go. Well, thanks for calling, I'm Michelle. We think appreciate of it. Love you guys. Bye. Love you. Have a good time. Hi, hon. Hi to Mama Costa. I will. Bye, ciao. Bye, hon. Okay. Well, that was fun to hear from Michelle. And here that she has a link in the house. Um, And now we're going to get back to talking about the rest of the cast. Um, And where do we need off? I need I well we did talk about Austin uh reference controversy but I just needed a clarification Ed was he was he upset that his fellow workers if we can call them that were racist and homophobic or was it implied that Austin is No 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 it was his his the people within the organization. In fact, his big quote to Jeff was, 
and in his profile, my life motto is silence make us all, makes us all losers. And after he said that is when he either mentioned the controversy but didn't say what it was just before he said that quote or right after he said that quote. And then it was released on – it came flying by on my Twitter timeline. So it was okay. the organization okay. itself was racist and homophobic. So Yeah, and he also said that he experienced bullying and that he's trying to work with kids. He really seems like he's really seems like an awfully nice guy. I I love his his alter ego Judas with his top hat. I just I'm looking forward to to him. I I think he's going to be fun. He said that if he I if he wins, he wants to start a a um an organization against bullying, and he said that he um, had experienced bullying both in childhood and during his wrestling career. So I guess that was some of what you were talking about. Um, yeah, that's when he I mentioned knew there was, that. I knew there was something more, and I was hoping that somebody had dug further into that before the show tonight because I knew there was something there. Um, yeah, it went by so quick that I missed it. And then when I tried to find it again, I couldn't find it, but the statement had been released. Let's see if I can Google it real quick. I have so many windows open. I had picked up a number of things myself. Um, I have so many windows open. My computer's probably ready to explode. <laughs> So let's see if the Inquisitor has it. But there, it was a statement that was released. Can you guys still hear me? Yes. Okay. I just went to a website and it said it couldn't open the page. So I was worried that I may have lost my internet connection. Um, throw shade at wrestler Jesse. Da -da 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 -da. But there was oh, I'll see if I can find it. So who's next? Okay. We have next up after Austin is Becky. And here we go. All right. My name is Becky. I'm twenty six. I'm from Denver, Colorado, and I'm a retail store manager. No impression of her at all. Becky, um, she's, it says on the outside, she's like the all-American girl. Um, she, she also she, seemed to know, go ahead, I'm sorry. She, uh. I just don't. The men will fall in love with, with her. The men will fall in love with her. Um, the girls will befriend her. Um, will want to befriend her uh, because she's not a threat, and she's going to be strategic and aggressive um, and competitive. And she says she has no fear. 
um, having grown up in Denver, she's always been very athletic and out, uh, outdoorsy. Um, she's not afraid to get dirty, and she's been known to outclimb her dates uh, when hiking a 14,000-foot mountain. Um, she knows her I don't looks think gives her an be... edge. I don't think she's going to be that, that, what do you call it? I don't think she's going to be that girl that the guys are going to fall in love with and the girls, I think the girl, I think she's average. So she's not, she's not drop dead gorgeous. She's an average looking girl. And I think she's going to, she's going to fall in the middle. And I hate to say this. But I think she's going to be, she's either going to be first out, one of the first two, or she's going to get dragged to the end and either let go in the finals or be in the final two simply because she was dragged there, not because of gameplay. I will say she's worked for some nice stores. Um, She's worked for Abercrombie & Fitch. Uh, She's worked for Victoria's Secret. And she worked with Pink, Hollister. And she mentioned that she opened a store in Germany and was there for two years. And that store was Hollister which is a brand of Abercrombie and Fitch. Um, yeah, I don't, the, I don't think she's going to Yeah, the thing is, make it. The, the big question, I think, is her, her personality. Uh, it's always, to me, important early on to see how the women interact with each other or if they go after each other or those kind of things. I think she is somewhat boisterous, loud. She even acknowledged that, and that could, you know, wear on some people. But she does have some big brother knowledge. I mean, for her and her bio to say that uh, it will be hard hardest between weeks 6 and 12, she has some idea of, of you know, how the, how the uh, show progresses, you know. I think she's going to be one of those first out. If I don't know what your local TV guide says for your cable, but I think someone gets jodied this year, according to our TV guide, because on what, for Wednesday's show, the 24th show, it says someone will be evicted. Wow. My so, initial my initial listing just said you know gave a general description of what Big Brother is, you know. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what the most recent. I'm one day short of getting it up on my iPad to see the listings because it only goes for seven days on the iPad. But it does say on the TV itself that it is somebody will. The iPad only goes to Monday, so I get five days, six days. It says that someone will be evicted on. Okay. Mine. Mine says 
strangers living together in a house, blah, blah, blah. Last one standing, blah, blah, blah. In the 17th installment of the reality series, in the opener, the house guests meet and move into the compound. So mine is just very generic. Yeah, ours could just be a placeholder, but it just seems kind of... Well, I, I'm i sorry, but I hated that somebody got it like got evicted like Jody did. That just seemed so cruel to me as a, as a fan. If I was in that position, I I was hoping they would never resurrect, you know, that kind of an eviction. Yeah, I don't think it's fair, and I think it's I I would actually love, and I say this every time we talk about Big Brother, I would love to see a season of all first evictees. We've got 16 seasons, 17 seasons under our belt. We can do a show of first evictees. I would, I would be intrigued by that concept. I, I think there's enough first evictees that are are controversial or, or you know, would cause some drama. And there's certainly some that I wanted to see. You know, I had hopes that they were, you know, had a good Big Brother game in, inside of them, and that they could have gone far. And, and off they go. It's like no. <laughs> yeah, because I think Jody could have gone far. I think, I think we missed out on a lot of people over the years. So I just like to see it happen. Yeah, first or second out. You know, that would be even better. Yeah, I could go for I could go all the way up to third because you really yeah. don't get into the game until you hit hit weeks probably week six. Yep. The next Clay Honeycut. Yeah, I'm sure that's that's the ladies' eye candy, right? That's what they said. <laughs> So here we go, Clay. So, got it? Sure. My name is Becky. I'm 26. I'm from Denver, Colorado, and I'm a retail store manager. See if you had a regular. If you if you had a regular mouse, that's the one I got. So, really, you play clay. Yep. Putting them up pretty quickly, and I may have duplicated. So we don't have clay apparently. Because it's the exact same length of time, so I'm not going to. He's from College Station, Texas. He's a graduate of Texas A&M. He played football. He claims to be a super fan. Well, but he's he kind of clarified that, Ed. He said that he went out to California or L.A. for some reason, and somebody out there, a friend or whatever, acquaintance, really started talking about Big Brother. He said, and this was like four months ago, right, Cherry? Right, four months ago is when he found out about Big Brother. You're not a super fan in four months. No. Now, Hayden Hayden Voss from last season, same thing kind of happened with him, if I recall correctly, and he did a pretty good job, uh, uh, you know, while he was in there. I mean, not, not a winning type of job, but he certainly, I don't know. I, I'm not, he's a nice enough kid, but 
I'm not really anticipating great things from him personally. Right. No, because I think with the guys that we have in there this year, looking at the other guys and listening to the other guys, is Clay is going to try and be a uh, – oh, what was their name? He's going to try and be a brigade. He's going to try and be a bro. And yeah. Jace isn't a bro. James, the the Asian Donnie, isn't a bro. Jason isn't a bro. Jason went to Girls Alliance. <laughs> Asian Donnie. <laughs> Austin isn't a bro. We don't know if John's still there or not. So, and Steve Moss, the the Asian, what were they saying today that he was the the love child of Ian and um and what's his name from this season of Big Brother Canada. But anyway, it, so he's going to go in and try and bro it up, and he's not going to have any bros to bro with. The other thing that kind of was irritating me was, oh, no, because it really was getting to me after a while. Are we going to have another Caleb? Because Clay kept saying at the end of the day, at the end of the day, and I thought, no, please, please. <laughs> well, it's funny you Gosh. bring that up. Because not only at the end of the day, but he has a tweet on his Twitter and take it however you want to take it, in context, out of context. He was tweeting two of his black friends, and if you are a super fan of Big Brother, you would have removed this tweet, but it's a tweet of a bunch of black people at a pool party, and he says, hold, please. Now I know why... Let's see if I can find it real quick. Did I not save that? Oh, here it is. Finally, understand why they don't sell swimsuits at Foot Locker. And then the picture that's attached to that is all black folks, and they're all sitting at the edge of the pool. Take it how you want to take it. A super fan would have deleted that that tweet before they went into the house. Absolutely. Especially if you watch season 15. Yeah. Because he's going to hear about that tweet for a long time to come. I wonder, in fact, when that tweet was, and it's from way back, so you know how the Big Brother fans are. It's from April 10th, 2012. So it's three years old. I believe. I'm surprised the handler didn't tell him to take that down. I believe, well, I am too, but. They probably didn't go that far back because I believe Caleb's pictures, his Instagram thing, I think when that was two years old or so. So, you know, do the smart thing. If you're going to go on reality TV, whether it's Big Brother or whatever, do the smart thing and lock your Twitter down before you go away. Just lock, make all your social media private, which it should be private anyway. Yeah. That's going to come back to to bite him, I think. Yeah, he's going to have to answer to that for a long time to come. Ugh, the dog. You know, they, they should, you should put together a little, um, before you go on Big Brother memo, <laughs> here's what you should Derek do. Derek did. 
<laughs> Derek did, but I think it was on Big Brother Net. Derek put out a whole Yeah, I, I saw that, yeah. So, I mean, you just can't... It's like with... with I always want to say Audrey or Aubrey. With Audrey <laughs> today, I was talking to someone and I put out the... Right, it was right after TMZ released that she was a trans. And I put out a tweet. I'm like, I can't be Team Caitlyn simply because she was chewing gum through her whole, whole interview. And one of my friends from the South said, no real Southern woman. <laughs> well, you know what kind of shit storm that caused? <laughs> it wasn't it was because she gum and talk at the same time she wasn't talking about the genetic way that Audrey right. was born and I'm yeah, like you're going to have to be careful with the with words this season yeah before I ever knew she was trans the first thing that I made I wrote about her my very first comment was chewed gum through and through Jeff's interview. Oh, where's my that is the biggest I know that is irritating, and I've been irritated by by it before as well. But I watched the video at least two times and did not notice it. And I'm feeling like I'm somebody that always notices so much detail, and I'm surprised I didn't catch that. Uh, it wasn't very obvious in the beginning when she first started speaking, but as she went on, it became it became obvious, very, very obvious. Okay, we're going to... we got... The clock ticking away with so many more to talk about. Uh, so now we are on to Devon. Devon, here we go. My name is Devon. I'm from Inglewood, California, and I am a poker dealer. My okay. pick to win based off first impressions. Wow. I I did not I did not react in that way, but I can see it now that you you bring it up. Uh, I think she's very capable. I think she may have some haters out there because her daughter's only seven months old, uh, you know that type of thing. But uh, um, she is a longtime Big Brother fan. I think she is she the one that watched. Always watched it with her grandmother. Yeah, she's been watching since season one. Has been watching with her her family, her her mom and her grandma. She's single, fresh off an eight year relationship. Um, she admits she's loud, and she says she says what she means and means what she says. Uh, she's got a seven year old daughter, Caden. Seven months. Um, she wants to win so she can. Move, I'm sorry, seven-month-old daughter. Um, she wants to move her daughter out of Inglewood, California. Is that um, a bad neighborhood? I don't yeah, really it's, know. It's around the, 
the forum. It's not got the best of reputations. And, um, but I just, I think she just off of first impressions, I think she has what it takes to go in there and whoop some ass. She's a poker dealer. <laughs> so in order to be a good poker player, you have to, or dealer, you have to know how to play because you have to know how to hide your, your, your emotions so people can't read your face. So, okay. I mean, she could wind up like the dude from Canada, but. Here, yeah. <laughs> here's, here's a question about somebody we haven't talked about it yet. But if she is that into poker, she's going to recognize Vanessa. Do you think that she will out Vanessa, or do you think that she would try to align with her and have that uh, that strong alliance? Well, she could be a poker dealer. She'll recognize, Devon will recognize Vanessa if Vanessa has been to probably deals at the commerce casino out there by Inglewood. So she'll recognize Vanessa that way. Not necessary that she's a poker dealer, that she actually follows professional poker. So Right. So when she goes home, she's not necessarily tuning into all these, uh, you know, uh, poker tournaments that are on TV because she's been on a lot of, Vanessa's been on a lot of those poker tournaments on TV. But, uh, I I don't I I ask that because either she can have that hanging over Vanessa as a good alliance, or she could out her because people will think Vanessa doesn't need the money. It could go either way. I mean, if she does recognize her, she could use that as her trump card and eventually play it to get rid of Vanessa. But I think, and I didn't watch Canada, but I know there was the guy who was the pro poker player. Yeah. I think Vanessa's going to go in there the same way he did. That he knows how to read people, he knows how to this and that, and and she's going to do the same thing. I know how to read people, I'm going to be able to, and I'm going to be able to, you know, think ahead of them. I think the same thing that happens with the chess players, where they go in and they say, I'm a, I'm a great chess player, and I'm going to, you know, watch, and I'm going to think ahead of their moves. And those people always get caught. I think the most brilliant player that we have ever had in Big Brother, and I like all the winners, and I and he's a he was in threat of going. He pulled it out. He made it to the end, and he simply beat he beat Dan. People say he simply beat Dan because nobody liked Dan. I don't think that's true. I think Ian. He may not have played a phenomenal game in the way that everybody wants, you know, the physical player. Ian played an intelligent game. Without and that's the difference between Ian and Derek. Derek played a phenomenal game from day one. Ian was able to think ahead and see that he was getting ready to be voted out and put on the block. And Ian was able to pull it out because of his chess ability. But he didn't come in there bragging about that he was a great chess player. He did kind of like Steve Moss or Moses, whatever his name is here, Moses. He did kind of come in there with, you know, he was smarter than everybody and he had this great education, but when Ian's back was against the ball, he was able to pull it out. And I think that's the difference. 
that's what I'm expecting to see from Steve since we've gone down to order. And I think that's the yeah. difference between a chess player or the similarity between a chess player and a poker player is she's going to go in there thinking she knows how to read everybody. And I think that's going to be her downfall. And she's in my first five gone. Okay. Wow. I, I'm I'm going to really be paying attention now because, well, in all of these people, we don't know until they get in the house. And the other thing, I, I so wish we got to see more the feeds earlier than we, we do because there's so much that we miss out. Those early days are so important, you know, to establish. Well, and anyway. we're a little early, too, because we're we're not getting the benefit of media day. And so we're missing out the interviews from the Rachel Riley's and the, the big brother. I, and the I, people I thought that I had read somewhere and even the way Jeff talked that, uh, they will still have their interviews, but they are not going to be able to do them, uh, put them online today. Cause that's all CBS access is, uh, exclusive but they, I think there still will be those interviews, and we'll start seeing them tomorrow. Yeah, well, we will start seeing them tomorrow, early, early on, because people weren't contacted as early as they were contacted last year and previous years. A lot of the press people thought they weren't going to have a press day because of the CBS All Access. So tomorrow we'll start seeing all those other interviews. So I know Rachel, Rachel and Ryan Creel were there. I know the girls from KFROG were there, which is a local radio station out here. So we'll I thought you were saying we weren't going to see. see. Well, so we are. Con- okay. No, we will see them tomorrow. So starting tomorrow, it's and I know when I did the Survivor on the West Coast, we weren't allowed to post Survivor information until after two a.m. West Coast time. So it's probably. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, it's probably the same thing. There's probably a time period of which they're not allowed to to post it until. What did you think of Jeff's questions um, today? Well, I I will respond to that. I actually made a comment to somebody earlier today. I I do love Jeff. I think he's a, a nice guy, a sweet guy, but he doesn't ask the kind of questions I think the fans really really want him to ask. It does reveal something, and we're all. We're all hungry to hear anything out of the new house guests, but I'm more looking forward to um, other people's interviews in the next couple of days. Um, but you know, that's my feeling. How about you, Jerry? Did you have a what you asked it? <laughs> well, I, I agree. I think you know, people like Rachel who have been in the house will know some of the, the questions to ask because she knows. You know, she was a fan, and she's been in the house. She knows what we want to hear. Um, I Think don't really care what kind of animal they want to be if if they were right. in, an animal in, in the zoo. That's right. That I was so hoping to somebody. I was so hoping somebody <laughs> would. I was ho- so hoping somebody would say squirrel, and you know, like like uh, Jordan did, but. Um, think about if you recall one of the best interviewers in the backyard on finale night of all the seasons was when Missy, Missy Z was out there. I loved her questions. And 
they, there's just a difference from the fans, you know, and Rachel does a good job, but I, I really enjoy, and what's your feeling, Jed? I, I just think other, other less known people are better at, at interviewing these house guests for us fans. Well, it's a different time because then the feeds and, and everything was run by Superpass. Um, I do agree that I think fan-based people ask better questions. That's my point, yeah. Last year, though, um, in previous years, they would – and last year was my first year in the backyard. But what I've been told is in pre- oh, previous years. Yes. Yeah. In previous years, and then you broke up. Say it again. In previous years. In previous years, CBS wanted to see your questions beforehand. Last year, they didn't review questions. So we're going to have to wait till tomorrow's interview to see what happened, whether, and you'll be able to tell. Um, particularly with Jeff, you know, there's always the rumor that he's going to take over for Julie Chen. That's a long time coming. I oh, like yeah. Jeff. Yeah. I I think he's he's getting better, but I agree the zoo question. I can kind of see the point about the zoo question. I, I kind of just you know see how you're where your head is at, but I agree it's a stupid question. And it's probably I one think, of the most yeah. stupid questions I've ever heard. <laughs> what is your spirit animal? I think uh, a better replacement, if it ever happens with Julie, would be Kevin Frazier of VT. I think he would be awesome. Oh, there there would be so many different people that would be that would be more qualified. Yeah. Yeah, have you guys? While we're on the subject, have you guys been watching the marriage boot camp? Yes. Yes. Okay, I know that she's America's little sweetheart, but she's as dumb as a box of rocks. Oh, here we go again. That's that's the episode before she like. Feet. It feeds the purpose. No, and Jeff looked at her and he's like, you mean defeat? And she's like, no, feet. And I'm like, oh my God, please don't let her talk on TV anymore. That <laughs> makes her endearing to me for some reason. And and I, you know, when she came back in to, uh, what, season 12? No. 13, um, I think. 13, excuse me. I thought she really has smartened up game-wise. Um, I was more impressed with her then. Um, and I think she's just, I don't know. We're we're still kind of early on. Most of uh, boot camp right now is revolving around uh, Kendra and all that shit going on. And, and uh, I'm anxious to see, you know, how it progresses, but... Yeah, I, I don't even know who she is. Like, I... We keep it's over it. Poor Jordan. She's 
That poor girl. I she's as sweet as she can be, but some some words just come out of her mouth in such a wrong way. <laughs> uh, it just drives me crazy. Anyway, I know. We got, I know. We, we could probably have to extend the show here. We're not going to be able to get to all these yeah. these house guests. Um. But well, we got, why don't you so bring on some of your your callers, and then got, let them we, pick who, who we don't they have any talk. online right now. Are we what should, yeah, we should one, say Jeff Spicoli. No, wait a minute. It's Jace. Yeah, here we go. What's up, guys? I'm Jace. Uh, I live in Venice Beach, California, but I grew up in Georgia, Southern boy. Uh, I'm a personal trainer, but I make music and I skate and surf and do all the fun stuff. So. <laughs> So Clearly. he has broken more bones. He has no fear. He is a personal trainer. Um, he is going to go crazy in that house because he is an adrenaline junkie. And I don't know how he's going to do being locked up in that house. Clearly, he's a recruit. I think he's this year's Hayden 2.0, where Hayden was recruited in the Petty Cabin, Long Beach. He was recruited out of Venice Beach. Um, I think he's more suited for American Ninja Warrior than Big Brother. I don't think he's going to last long, simply because not being able, the adrenaline junkie in him is going to go crazy in the house. Yeah. That like a caged animal. Yeah. Um, I I agree. Caged animal. He's. Uh, I just don't. Uh, I mean, his his, not, his life's motto is never stop exploring. I like that because I like to travel as well. But I'm not an adrenaline junkie by any means. But I mean, it's just he. He's going to have his, he says a difficult part about living in the Big Brother house is going to be the 90 days of no privacy. And I'm, I'm thinking between that and his need to be active, I think that's going to hurt his game. Because you talk to anyone who's been in the Big Brother house, and it's more downtime than anything. And if you watch the feeds. Yep, absolutely. Well, to have. He did make some some good comments early on in his interview about, you know, um, that you have to be mindful that there are are many aspects to this game that, um, you know, it's not just a social game. It's not just um, winning the competitions that you have to be able to play all aspects of the game and then you can win. Um, so he's he's fully aware that you know he needs to put all those aspects together in order to win. He can't just do a social game. He can't just win comps. He has to put you know all of it together um, to make it a good game. Um, I I I I agree. I was first. My first thought was 
you know, that he was cast because of, of Hayden from last year. But then as he went on and I heard him talking about, I want to, I, I was thinking maybe he, he is going to surprise some people and I want to see some of the other interviews uh, coming up in the next couple of days. I want to see yeah. more of him. Um, but moving on to talking about uh, casting people that are similar to other seasons, uh, how about the the next one up? Uh, he seems to be cast from somebody last season as well. Asian <laughs> Donnie. Oh my God! Play that. Play. play. Um, my name is James. I'm from Wichita Falls, Texas. Um, I'm also a South Carolinian as well, so I want to give show some love for South Carolina. Um, I work currently work retail, and uh, I'm just right here chilling at the Big Brother house right now. <laughs> I don't know. Bless his heart. Okay, y'all. <laughs> I like James. Okay, uh, I I have to see him in the house because I really don't have a real good feeling yet about him. I I got a good sense that he is a a good person, and he talked about you know his his new wife and his adopted son and his daughter, and and uh, he he seems like he's got a really good heart, but I don't I don't know yet. I don't have a, a good handle on him yet either. I don't either, and what makes me suspect about him, and also Jace as well, when asked which cast members they like the most, he went with Zach and Victoria, and Jace went with Derek. Whoa. I hadn't read that yet. Okay. That leads me to believe that they're recruits, especially when you go Victoria. (laughs) Sorry. I just like she's, I, I, she's probably she's very nice in person, but I'm just saying game one. Otherwise, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's so when I when I see that when their favorite person is immediately from the last season, that says I'm a, a little lot. suspect. Yeah, you know, like I, like Austin true. said, his favorite person was Dr. Will for Smarts and Howie because he was funny. I love that I mean, combination. That was a great. I'm glad you went back to, to that. That I love that combination because I love Howie and I love Doctor Will. But so it, there's someone who obviously has watched the show. When you say that your favorite player of all time was Derek, <laughs> Derek said wonderful game. Nothing against Derek, but I I don't know that Derek's going to remain a memorable winner. Like, I just don't know that that's going to happen. And nothing against Derek. I haven't met Derek personally yet, but nothing against him. But when you immediately, your favorite person is someone from the last season, that just is suspect to me. That's all I'm saying. And I think he's another recruit. I think they went to fill the Duck Dynasty requirement. (laughs) And they ran into him at his retail job. And they said, we're going to fuck with America because here's an Asian guy who talks country. (laughs) What the hell? (laughs) He doesn't look anything like he sounds. 
no. at all. <laughs> I mean, when you first see him, you do not expect him to sound like he sounds. Yeah. Well, and oh. is that I agree with I agree with that. And is that because we're from a generation when Vietnamese and the Asian all the a lot of Asian people were moving to America. So when we were growing up, we heard the accents, the the that we were with them while they were trying to learn English. So we yep. heard the stereotypical for lack of a better word, Asian accent. Is that why Probably, when we look at him like you know? it's such a contradiction? But if you, if I would have closed my eyes and heard him, I would have thought Spencer <laughs> or Donnie or exactly. So, and I think that's part you know, of the what's so cool about him is that he doesn't look anything like he sounds, and I think it's breaking the mold. Um, just like. You know, being trans is breaking a mold, and we need to stop having this, these molds in our mind of what everyone should be, you know. And I but think, it's still, I think that's know, just... And if, if one thing it proves for all of us is that we do have... What's the word I'm looking at? Auditory stereotype, because we all reacted the same way about his voice. Like he doesn't look like he sounds. And the black community, I mean, oh my God, they sound black, they sound Mexican, they sound whatever. We have auditory just as we have visual prejudices or stereotypes, not prejudices. Let's go with stereotypes. But go. overall, when you look at when you look at this cast. Yes, we have a lesbian, we have a gay dude, we have a transgender, we have a black girl, and we have an Asian dude. So what is that? Four, five out of the current 14 people? The rest of them are white. It's still too whitewashed. And there's a lot of backlash this year on Twitter about that. And I agree with you. You know, that needs to still change. But... At least there are some molds being broken, and I think he is hysterical. I think he has a lot of southern charm, and that you know he wants to play um, a game with integrity. Uh, he's very concerned about his family, his daughter, and his adopted son. Um, All right, he needs to go day one. <laughs> but he said he's, he's not project. afraid. He's not afraid to um, to make the moves. But he said there is a way to to do it without attacking the integrity of the person, or without attacking the person um, like they did in season fifteen. All right, and so I there, agree right with there. that. Well, I agree with that. That right there tells me he's trying to be Derek 2.0 and that he's only watched seasons 15 and 16. So we'll find out more about him tomorrow. I think think he's going to be our comic of the season. I think he's going to be great comedy relief. But...
take another spin. He shut it down. Can't do it. Which, you know, yeah, Derek put out a tweet yesterday that said, got some cool news, you guys, today. You guys will know shortly. And he hasn't tweeted since. I'm wondering if it's not going to be a two-coaches season. Really? And they're going to split them in half. Really? Yeah, they're going to split them in half on Wednesday, on Wednesday night and then introduce the coaches on Tuesday. Or maybe the coach, two coaches are going to pick their teams. But yeah, Derek had... And, it's unusual, especially with what today is, for Derek to have not tweeted all day. Last time he tweeted was last yesterday at one thirty my time. So over 24 hours ago. That's 31 hours ago. Interesting. I, you know, I had hopes that in that, that uh, coach's season that it would work. And I, I feel the thing that didn't work was them re-entering the game. I, I mean, we all kind of knew that that was a, a strong possibility. But if if they just stayed coaches, I think it would work work better. I don't know. We'll see. And I don't know either. I mean, it, it would be because he was compared to Dan so much. It would be cool to watch him coach a team against Dan to see who truly the better better mental player is but have them coach from outside the house and not, or have them coach from the diary room or even have them coach from inside the house, but not allow them to enter the game. That'd be all right. Just let's face it. They both already won. Everybody's tired of seeing Dan. So I doubt it'll be Dan, but I wouldn't be surprised to see it be, you know, I never even thought about this, but let me look at Cody's Twitter. Um, <laughs> I could see them putting Cody and and Derek against one another. Nope. Cody, at least someone for Cody tweeted 10 hours ago. But I could see them pitting Cody and Derek against one another because they made final two. So I guess we'll just have to see. That is odd that he, he tweeted that and then hasn't said another word on Twitter. That's Unless he's just messing with people, you know, that's quite odd that he put that out there like that. So, you know, there is some spots open. Everybody's noticed it. And there's a twist going on that is going to happen right off Jump Street. We all know that. So we're just waiting to find out what it is and who it is. So our next person that we're going to talk about is... Why don't you tell everybody your name? Jason. Where are you from? Massachusetts. And what you do for a living? I stock groceries overnight. Michelle's (laughs) friend, Jason Roy. He is a feeder. He's been watching since season one. Um, And one of his comments was he wants to be the gay guy that... um, is the glue that holds the girls together just long enough and then steps aside and lets them implode and him still be standing and win the game. 
not going <laughs> to happen. And yes. his interests star Big Brother, Nicki Minaj, and fashion. Um, and he loves Zingbot and uh, says he weighs like 40 pounds and looks like he's 12, so Zingbot uh, can just lay on. You know, lay on him, and he's gonna love it. So he—he's gonna be funny, but I'm not Ronnie. sure how long he's gonna last in the game. Ronnie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, right. I think he's Michelle. And if you're listening, you can shut off your phone now and stop listening. <laughs> I, I think he's gonna be that super fan. That's going to be annoying. I could I could see where he might he might get under some people's skin. He seems to be a little high strung, um, and he might he might be right on the money on that one. Yeah, you did. You did comment about James' uh, past house guest. Uh, he, little uh, J- uh, J- um, <laughs> Jason, really did bring up quite a nice, thoughtful list. Yeah, Danielle, Kevin, Brittany. Who else did he mention? And. There's way too many J's in this house. Jace, James, Jason, and Johnny. <laughs> way too many J's. I, I just, I don't think he's going to go far. I think he's going to be exactly like, like, what's his name? Like Ronnie. He's going to be, he's going to let it be known that he's a super fan early That's on. That's what I was just going to bring up. If he, if he does that, he's going to be a, an early target, uh, you know, if he if he lets everybody know how much he knows about the show. I agree. I mean, he's got a good list. He listens. I mean, you know, because he said he's afraid of spiders, you know there's going to be a comp or something that has to do with spiders. <laughs> yeah. Way to go, big brother. <laughs> you know, I just, but I just think he's going to be, I think he's a little pretentious, maybe. With the Louis Vuitton backpack comment, <laughs> what would you take in the house? <laughs> My baby. That's a good word. I, I, I just, I don't know, Michelle, I'm sorry, but I just can't be, get behind Jason. Not off first impressions. Is we we need to see how he how how he is in the house because I. I don't know. And I think, and I'm totally genuine when I say that I think it is so awesome to know. I mean, if I had a connection with somebody I knew, even though it, it was not a real close one, I mean, she basically saw him occasionally but knew who he was, I would be all over that person. I mean, I, I saw McCray at, uh, at casting, and I met him and shook his hand, but I really didn't know him um and 
I certainly was rooting for him <laughs> through all the shit that he was caught up in. But I think it'd be so awesome uh, to to really know somebody that uh, ends up being cast. I think it would be awesome too. But I mean, just the fact that he says he wouldn't be caught dead lounging around the Big Brother house in his pajamas. <laughs> and he's got too much style and sass for that. I'm like, uh, see, you're feeding into the stereotype, number one. Yeah, that's true. And you're going to be annoying. And you're going to have to go. Nobody will ever beat Kevin. What was he season? What was Kevin's oh, season? 11. 11. 11. No one will ever beat Kevin. Kevin was flamboyant, but Kevin could pull it off. Oh, yeah. Oh, got to love Lawan. And and Lawan, yeah, Lawan, Kevin, Lawan's just over the top funny though. Lawan just he kills me even in person, even not on TV. I haven't met yeah. Kevin yet, but it's just I don't think this guy's gonna be able to pull it off. I just he'll he'll get the protection of Austin, but. He's not going to be able to hold the girls together, and I think he's going to he's going to wind up getting booted early. You got a lot of people leaving early on your list here. <laughs> I do. Well, we've got one more, and I'm not sure he's still with us. It I found it odd that they didn't have a video on him too, like you Ed. I searched for a video, couldn't find it. Wait, um, wait. Are you talking about Dr. Johnny Mack? I I saw his. So you're saying that when CBS started putting up Jeff's interviews, they didn't put his up? No, his was up, and I I watched them all on the iPad. So I watched them through the CBS app. So his was initially up, and then it went away. If you go to the CBS Meet the Cast where they have the 14 profiles. He still doesn't have, if you go to the, the Big Brother homepage and you click on the Meet the Cast, he, his video is no longer linked and it was previously linked where they, you know, they show you the mugshot, age 27, Johnny, AK Johnny Mac, the rock star dentist, unlike any other dentist, yada, yada, yada. Video yeah. was previously linked. If you click on the Big Brother video link, his video was previously there where it says cast interviews. We've got Vanessa, Steve, Jace, Clay, James, Devon, Liz, everybody, Shell, Shelly, Austin, Audrey, Meg, Jason, and Becky. His video is not there. Oh yeah, we got to play but, his. We got to play his clip here as we're talking about him because it just it's like fingernails on a chalkboard to me. Right? <laughs> here we go. Johnny Mack, I'm the rock star Dennis, and I'm from Scranton, Pennsylvania. <laughs> and then just to continue, if you do go to the live feed section, his video is there. But the live feeds, we know they're not always quick on removing stuff from the live feed section of the website. So we don't know if he's there or not. I thought would he was going to be... Have, would they not have pulled his, his bio, his text? See, I don't know. Because remember, we didn't know about McCray. Yeah. We got where there was the windsurfing dude or whatever the guy's name. He was a pilot or skydiver or hang glider. 
he was some extreme sport guy, and then he was gone, and when Feeds came on, we had McCray. We didn't know that he was gone until... Oh, no, we did, because McCray didn't have interviews. So, I don't know. We'll have to see... Well, well, I guess we won't find out tomorrow. We'll have to wait until next week. But, like I said, it's not listed on all the other links. It's not listed in his bio. It Right now, it's still in the live feed section. Um, I took an instant dislike to him as well. <laughs> he was just... And it's being young, and he, he wants the rock star, and he's looking for fame. And... But then I started looking at some of his guitar videos, and he's actually blown me away. I won't go as far as to say he's going to be my favorite, but he's another one that I think is going to go early. He's going to be top five. (laughs) And I consider anything early until we start jury. Okay. But I think he's going to be... The top five, and the fact that he dislikes, actually I'll quote him, I hate watching nerdy know-it-alls like Ian, Nicole, and Derek, because they get their knowledge of the game, turn into hero worship, and it's not what I watch the game for. (laughs) Wow. And I'm sorry, but... I don't, I didn't see any hero worship with Ian and Nicole and Derek. In fact, if anything, Ian and Derek were not really that well liked among the super fans. Derek because he shut down especially the feed watchers, Derek because he shut down all the drama, and nobody and Ian because he rocked in that damn hammock that squeaked all the time. <laughs> His bio says um, that he is unlike any other dentist. He is loud, obnoxious, and never seems to uh, run out of energy. Recently, he's taken up running Tough Mudders and hopes to have um, a few showmances. He's single <laughs> um, and proud of it. If any girl wants too much of a relationship, he's got a surefire way to get out of uh, the relationship. He'll start acting completely annoying and geeky. So they end up dumping him so no hearts are broken. Um, he's a super fan and wants to win so he can save his parents' lake house and finally pay off his school loans. Um, I just don't think that any of the women that are in that house are going to be <laughs> snuggling up to Johnny Mac. I don't. Allie, <laughs> I think he's going to wind up with too many showmances and the girls are going to get rid of him the first chance they can. The girls are going to see right through that. I don't think he's going to have to worry about. He's just annoying. He's, And I don't know that he's going to 
I don't know that he, I don't know. He just, right off the bat, I had the same thing with, that Paul had. I was like, oh, I can't with you. Yeah, I'm, his diary, his diary rooms are going to be painful. <laughs> He's going to be a screamer like Dan. <laughs> next Hayden yeah yeah let's get to our next one <laughs> no I meant like next like I, I, I'm not I oh can't put okay up with a yes yes I got you that was it nope we got Liz you maybe I it was oh. slow to load so I will play hers my name is Liz. I was born and raised in Miami, Florida, and I work at a marketing startup in Miami, Florida. And she was wearing a dress like Risha from BB Canada. Oh, yeah. And I got, I got to give props to Jeff. I was paying attention. Uh, he did keep his eyes to her eyes. <laughs> I would have not been able to do that. I am a little skeptical about her. In what aspect? I think she was, she said she liked Janelle and and Jeff. I think she might have been sucking. Yep. To Jeff, as big as a fan as she's letting on to. She's definitely not a super fan. But the whole Frankie Grande, if you watch the feeds, there are very few people who were Frankie fans. So I'm just saying. All right. Here's something to think about. Somebody, and I don't know who it is, but somebody said that one of the cast members knows Frankie. Could, you know, and he is in New York City and Florida. Could they know each other? And that's why she brought up his name. I don't know, but she did well, say she's a, she was a feed watcher. And to me, if you watch the feeds, there's some level of, you know loyalty to Big Brother to, you know, to, to watch him. But uh, she also brought up, uh, tried to bring up Michelle's phrase of, uh, you know, yeah, single, yeah, ready to, single ready to mingle. And uh, she didn't say to pop the Pringles. She said eat some Pringles, yeah. I, yeah. I wrote that down <laughs> in my notes, too. And she said she brought plenty of uh, bikinis, and uh, plans to rock that body <laughs> is what she said. That was her term. Um, she even brought up Lawan, I think. When she yes, was, she, she did. So, and she said she relates yeah. a lot to Rachel. She brought up Rachel as well. Going to be. She never wants to show weakness and cry in in public because. Uh, she said, "People will um, pounce on you like wolves." Um, and as far as her answer to Jeff's zoo question, she said she wants to be a white Bengal tiger. Um, and hashtag beware of the tiger. Okay, Janelle was season say, six, 
and seven and right. thirteen. All right, so maybe she, that's right, thirteen. Okay, season six, seven. She was nine, so she was four. Let's see, that's nineteen years ago. No, wait, nine years ago. She's twenty-three. So she was like 14. Okay, she maybe could have watched it. Which probably knows her from 13. It's probably one of the seasons they threw into them with sequester. I don't know. She just, she's going to go far because the boys are going to keep her around because she's in the bikinis. Her comment um, was, I'm not going to make it a, a cat house like LaJuan said on DV13. That's what she said <laughs> when she referenced LaJuan. So she was name-dropping. Okay. We got we got to rush through the final four here. Well, see, Liz, Liz really didn't impress me at all. So she's one I'm going to have to wait and see. Yeah. Her other interviews. Okay. And I don't know if you got these. I'll play them because I don't know if you got them on your, your switchboard there, Sherry. I don't Sherry, think I but... Go ahead. Okay. Hey guys, I'm Meg. Um, I'm from New York City, and I'm a waitress there. That could Meg. be Meg Maley. Could be the Frankie person. I don't know. That uh, it doesn't really it doesn't really matter um, <laughs> who they know or if they know. I mean, she just, this is, this is Frankie Grandy, what a hottie. My heart is stolen by fabulous gay men. Oh, then that's, that must be the one. It says, which, which Big Brother house cast do you like the most? She's too, who was the one that had the annoying voice? What season was that? (laughs) (laughs) That was my, my Minnesota girl. Is that who you're talking about? Um, and now I'm drawing a blank. She's the one that that uh, her father had committed suicide um, in season uh, nine. Season nine. Um, oh my God! I I draw Amanda? a blank. Amanda. Yes. No, no. There was someone else who had the high squeaky voice after her. Keisha. No, Keisha, Keisha. didn't have a squeaky voice. Keisha didn't have a squeaky, squeaky voice. Squeaky. Oh, you're not talking about uh, a- Ashley? Or... Ashley, yeah? No. No, Ashley, no. No, 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 no. The, 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 uh, I'm sorry, the uh, the spray tan. Yeah, isn't her name Ashley? I don't know who you're speaking of. I, I just feel she is a little, little uh, Meg Maley is a little... Too bubbly and and could get annoying to people. So, yeah, her voice is going to get on my nerves. I actually tuned out of her video immediately. And I will okay. think of who that okay. is. Should we? Do we have any more to say about Meg there, Cherry? Um, I'm just skimming over my notes here. Um. She did. She knows she has an annoying voice. Um, she has been referred to as a goose because of her loud voice. 
um, <laughs> that's her nickname. So she knows that she has an, a loud and annoying voice. I wrote that in my notes. Um, she does laugh a lot. Um, she, so she's likable, goofy, intelligent, and adapts well to social uh, situations. Um, straight guys like her because she's attractive and adorable, blonde gal. All gay guys love her, sass. And girls like her because she's non-threatening and swears by girl code. Okay. So. we got a, three left here, Cherry, and not much time. So. Okay, here's... Uh, my name is Shelly. Um, I'm from Atlanta, Georgia, and I am a home stager and decorator. <laughs> yeah. No, no impression. No, she's, she's definitely, I didn't get a read on her. So I'm going to have to hold off on my opinion because I didn't get a real good read on her. She is one of the oldest, isn't she the oldest woman? I, I, I feel like she could do well, but I don't have a real good sense either. You, Cherry? Um, I'm trying to get through my notes here. Um, I, and I wish we had more time. Uh, she has no kids. She's single. Wants to take her parents on a trip if she does win. Um... No, I didn't get a real a real good feel for her either. Her guilty pleasure is shopping in chocolate. Um, wants to lay low first. Uh, and adapt yeah. to the game. No, no real good feel for her. So she yeah. has two sisters and two brothers and one dog and one cat. Yep. Okay. And now we, we have uh, the next guy. I'm Steve. I'm 22. I'm originally from Governor, New York, and I am now a student at Fredonia State, where I'm studying audio engineering and music. I, a second pick for my winner between him and I was I was curious because you already you already said Devon was uh, your pick, and I was curious to see how you felt about. I feel very good about him too. He he could go a long, long way. Did you get that feeling, Cherry? I think he's he's got a, a good chance. He's got a good head on his shoulders and I think he's he's gonna be in the house for a while. I think he's gonna be there for a while. I I just hope he doesn't come in there with that what do you call it? That I'm I'm smarter than everybody, attitude. Because I think that yeah, he, he 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 may be, but you know he he may in reality be that, but he can't show it. Right, and I think he's a long time fan enough to know. Oh my not God! To do it. Feeds, blogs, videos. I mean, he's been all over it, just like us crazy fans. 
we got one more to go here, so I, I'd like to talk more, but here we go. The final one, somebody relatively famous, in my opinion. All right. Uh, I'm Vanessa Russo. I'm from Las Vegas, and I'm a professional poker player and DJ. I like Vanessa. So, um, I do, too. I think she's going to, I don't know, she's one that can go either way. She can go far, or she can way overthink the game and get, and knock herself out. Again, like I said earlier, she's like a chess player. It can go either way. And usually, Vanessa's type of brain where people they think they can outplay everybody usually doesn't do well in Big Brother. Yeah, I just, oh, I just, I just wonder. I, I got to believe somebody in there is going to recognize her, and you know, I think the perception of somebody that makes their living like that, and if they know about the World Series of Poker and how much money the champions can win, that might be enough to, for her to have a target on her back. Yeah, if Devon, if Devon is really that into poker and not just a a dealer at a local casino, she's going to go. I, I, I agree. I'm I just, and I'm sorry to interrupt, but we're getting short in time. I used to, you know, late at night when the regular programming would end, they would have all these poker shows on and I'm not in, that much into poker, but I remember seeing uh, Vanessa Russo on those those shows, so you don't have to be a, a poker player to have you know recognized her. I guess. Right. Well, I, I think if say she... this, but we are going to go into podcast time um, in closing tonight. So uh, we've only got one minute, and I'm sure we're not going to be able to close the show before podcast time. So to those who are in our chat room listening to the show. I want to say thank you so much for joining us tonight and being here with us on this very special Big Brother 17 cast reveal show. I want to thank Ed Brophy for being here with us tonight and assisting us in in just sharing the cast reveal and talking about the people we're going to spend all summer with. And it's been so nice seeing uh, some returning faces in our chat room tonight and chatting with everyone in the chat room. We hope you'll return for the entire season of Big Brother 17. Um, We are going to, as I said, go into podcast for our close. So I just wanted to stop in here real quick and say thank you to all of you. And we're going to continue on. um, But... But for those of you who are in our chat room, the show is going to stop here in about 10 seconds. So thank you all. Good night. And we hope you'll be back Monday for the Manic Monday show and back on Thursday for our roundtable show and back for Big Brother 17. Thank you all so much. Good night, everyone. And we're going to continue talking about Big Brother 17 and how much fun it's been to get to see the cast today um, and sort of get a feel for who they are. Of course, as we all know, 
just reading a few words about them and seeing a very brief video on them, we don't know a lot until they really get in the house and we get to see them interact with each other and start to play the game. Excuse me. hundred percent, Jerry. We have the benefit, and I've often thought of doing this, of making our initial comments, you know, on our radio show. And it would be very interesting to go back to last season and see what we thought of (laughs) the cast at this point and how it may have changed once they got in there and, you know, because it will change. Oh, it changes all the time. Although so I will hungry. say that I did stay with Derek through the whole season, from first impressions through cast interviews. That through the I, I that's one person I do remember making a comment about when the cast was revealed last year. I really thought that he was going to go far, and I thought this is one of the first times that I picked somebody. Uh, that ended up, you know, a lot of times I feel like jinx them and they go out you know, <laughs> early, but I was, and you were with Derek too, if I remember, Jerry, didn't, wasn't he one of your top picks last year? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think a lot of people did pick him. You know, he, he had a very good uh, bio and, and interview and, and a lot of people did see him as a strong contender. Um, you know, so a lot of people did pick him, and he he did go in and play a great game, uh, and it was, he, it was certainly no surprise that he, he took the the whole the whole five hundred thousand dollars home. Yes. <laughs> but did you? You know, Ed's already pointed out a couple that he think could win it all. Did you? even get to that level when you were, Cherry, when you were uh, watching videos or reading their bios, or are you holding off any predictions? I'm, I don't know that I've, I'm ready to make predictions just yet. Um, Yeah. I'm going to hold off just, Yet. I want to say one more thing about Vanessa. Okay. Okay. If she makes it, if she's recognized and Devon or anyone in there is really a what's the word I'm looking for? Really a poker fan? She's going to. Someone's going to bring up the fact she's won over her poker career four and a half million dollars, and she doesn't need the money. Yeah. And, and that will destroy her game. Yeah. And the thing is, I think she is somebody that I could enjoy. You know, it'd be good TV, and I could enjoy. The other thing that was not brought up when I went and on Google, she had actually been married for like three, four years to a guy, and she is now uh, lesbian and uh, has a 
relationship with a you know a woman for the last two years. I think her name was Mel or something. So that's kind of a fascinating thing to me. I guess just to me. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm trying to think about that one. And she she was even personal life really doesn't really uh, no but absolutely it does the your personal life defines who you are and I find people that have had a a fascinating life um, become very interesting to me and that is just one aspect of her life so I look for those I can agree with that. I mean, I look at at Austin, and he's this, you know, first sight, this big old hairy. I mean, he actually, his parents, he described his parents were hippies. You know, that's my era. Um, That defines something of him. Uh, He he was bullied. Um, That defines something of him is how he is. And those are more interesting people to me than the very two-dimensional uh, personality. So his parents didn't make him go to school past the eighth grade. <laughs> Can you believe that? But I was still, so shocked. He still graduated with a master's. Yes. yes. I, I mean, he had discipline, self-discipline. He said he got up at six a.m. every morning to read and exercise, and still got a master's degree. I mean, for a kid. That's that's a lot of accomplishment, and yeah. you know when you have parents that say, "Ah, you don't have to go to school, you don't have to read, you don't have to, you know, do all that," you know, that's something to be proud of. And so, but he he did say he is a flower child and would take on his opponents with a yoga stance rather than um I forget what they they termed it. I'd have to look at my notes. Um but you know who he reminds me of if you watched Big Brother Australia, the lumberjack guy, the tree guy that was on Big I, Brother Australia I a couple vaguely, of years ago. I vaguely can picture that guy. I I, I try to keep up with, with those seasons, and I think I watched several early episodes. I think I know who you're, you're speaking of, though. But for me, I like my top five would be Audrey, even though she annoyed me with the gum chewing, Austin, Devon, and these aren't in any particular order, and I don't even know if I can say a top five. Steve? And hmm. I I have That's it, I can even have five I can pick. <laughs> <laughs> I I have Jace. I don't I I don't know why, but I had a good feeling about him. You brought up some you know valid points, but I had Jace, I had Vanessa, I have Austin, I have Steve, um, Devon, and I—I I wasn't sure. Maybe, um, maybe Liz. Uh, I don't know why. 
maybe I just want her in the house longer for her bikinis. I don't know. <laughs> hey. That sounds like you, Paul. He <laughs> <laughs> said he's really... looked at receiving as he is a flower child who does yo- a yoga stance as opposed to beating down his opponent. That's what he said. Ah, there's a good um, good quote, yep. Um Oh, do you know that they took the guy off because he was so controversial? Oh, Justin Honeycutt, I think was his name. J-U-S-T-Y-N-N. Then I'm playing... Yeah, he was an intruder in Big Brother 10 Australia. I wish they would do something like that. I They do intruders quite a bit in Australia. I I, I would love to see some twist like that. What did you think, Ed? Did you watch BB Canada? No, I didn't. Okay. They actually had one extra juror, and one of their twists was on finale night. They actually had the final three in the house. Had to come, They had to have a unanimous decision of which one of the jurors, I think there was ten jurors, or wait a minute, no, there was whatever, it was an even number, they had to agree amongst the final three who they wanted to evict from the jury. So on finale night, they got to talk, all the jurors got to talk and share and, and even vote. And then after the vote was locked in, they actually evicted this guy from the jury and his vote didn't count. <laughs> See, I could get into something like that. And like Australia has to compete a food budget and they get so much food per person. I would love to see that come into our house because you either get a food budget or you're on staples. And we have stuff that are staples to the American diet that we could do the same thing. Uh, I just think so many other big brothers do it so much better than we do. I I have to tell you, as, as I signed up, on Super Pass, where I was getting ready to, I noticed that they had uh, the full seasons, you know, from season one on, and I started watching just just to go back. I started watching Big Brother One, and how how odd it was to watch. It was like a totally different world um, to watch that premiere. And then I saw the house guests, and I go, oh, I so remember these people like yesterday, every single one of them. Yeah. And they arrived. They were all arrived, you know, to a, a live crowd outside the compound. They all arrived in their own separate uh, SUV, um, you know, 10 SUVs and come out. And, and it was just so, so different. And I think they had somewhat of a food budget is why I ended up bringing it up. Um, for their season, along with the chickens out back. But how different was that season, Cherry? Oh my gosh, they grew their they had their their little vegetable garden out yes. back, and I mean everything was so different. Just amazing. Uh, season one was probably my most favorite season. I loved and, it. Do you know what? As much as we say that really season two was the, the first Big Brother season because of the format change, if season one 
wasn't as good as it was, and it was on five nights a week, if it wasn't as good as it was, we wouldn't be here today. So, I mean, you give them a lot a lot of credit. And, I mean, just every single one of them. Of course, my, my uh, favorite, because she was from Minneapolis, was Brittany Petros, and I just I thought she was so unique back then. I love that. Was just, I, just, I think it, I think it was different because it was sponsored by AOL, yeah. and it just had a completely different. It just had a completely different feel to it, and. Looking as Big Brother has progressed, the fans today could not handle no. <laughs> voting out. Let's just put it this way: had had if it was still the same concept, Rachel would have won her second, probably would have won her first season, would have won her second season. Alyssa would have won. Oh, you know the, and you know and. Ronnie's season, they instituted where you can only vote so many times because friends of his ran the program, allegedly, which right. just kept voting right. for him. So, I mean, things have changed. I don't think the it could have stayed in that the same format, format as far format. as voting. No. And the, no, the other social media has changed too much for that format oh, yeah. to remain. I think about, yeah, we talked about Frankie and, and the possible votes, you know, that he would end up getting. But it also would take away a lot of the drama in the house. I mean, there is a lot of drama that goes on with, you know, who you're going to nominate, who who you're going to get back at, who you're going to, you know, you just wouldn't have that well, you know, much drama. I saw a tweet today about something that I hadn't thought of that was prevalent in season two and has, in today's world, really, I guess, escalated to a whole new thing. Um, Back in season two, there were banners (laughs) flown over with planes. Oh yeah! Oh Today, yeah! Today we have drones. Woo! Yeah, I don't think that's gonna. I don't think we're gonna see banners on drones yet. They're not quite heavy enough to pick it up. But going back to season one real quick, yeah, for I mean that was an eighty-eight day show. There were only ten people, so we only got an eviction every two weeks. Yes, every yeah. other week, and they didn't even call it an eviction. It was called banishment. Right. And so there were yeah, a few yeah, weeks right. where there was there was more than one two people up. There there was a week that I think there were like six people up. I saw that in the final the first final season Big Brother Australia. I think it was season eight, and they then that they announced that was the end of Big Brother, and it took like four years before they brought it back. But that season, uh, everybody. Uh, voted, you know, one vote or two two points for one person, one point for the other, and there was a couple of weeks where there was there was five or six people up. It was crazy. Yeah, so I don't uh, in today's world, I don't think it could have worked. I just googled Big Brother 1. So in week 8 
there were one, two, so, okay, so three people, so there were seven people left. Out of seven people, one, two, three, four, five people <laughs> were on the block, were marked for banishment. Five what, out of seven people. <laughs> what what season did Dr. Drew have comments on, on live eviction night? Was that one or two, or do you remember? Season one on AOL. Yeah. Yeah. The whole game changed when Allison Grodner became the 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 executive producer. Yeah, that was I don't think. that was after eight. No, because what's his name left after season two? And Drew was on for season one for season two. I have since I have all this Big Brother history up. Let's see, is Drew on... What was the guy's name that had it before? Um, Grodner. Um, what was his name? Shapiro, I think. Shap- yeah, um, Shapiro. Okay. This is... this is. I, I know the new season's coming up, but I'm so wanting to go back and watch some of these seasons again. Just talking about it. But how different was the the house in the early season? And look at look at the one now. And how cool is that uh, Skyway Lounge? I love that. That's that. I hope they utilize that. I hope the house guests go up there a lot because that that looks cool. That might freak me out. I don't I don't do heights <laughs> very well. Uh, yeah, I'm they've not, got I'm some of these. They've got some of these glass floor patios or whatever observe, observation things on, like the Sears Tower. You know, some of these skyscrapers. And I think, I don't think that would go over too well for me. But uh, what do you think about them taking away the the door to the uh, HOH bathroom? I don't really like that because that's a place where we could see, you know, with the door closed, a lot of, you know strategizing going on and and when they're in a lockdown and HOH lockdown people I don't know if I like that what do you guys think well they've done everything to try and do away with the strategy I mean they said that in what was that 15 with Alyssa that oh it was the end of strategy they weren't going to be able to strategize and that blew up in there every time they try to guide the game it blows up in their face so, you know, the just let the game happen naturally and yeah. stop giving them. My big thing is they haven't seen Big Brother. Stop giving them previous seasons. Let them go in blind because the season one people, season two people went in blind. Let them go in blind or totally change the game. The previous seasons don't make a difference. There, there has to be a way. It has to. There has to be a way to change it. Yeah, there has to be a way to. I'm really torn on if I'm going to watch the full season or not. I, I just. Besides the rabid fan base, it's just it's not a fun show for me, and maybe I'm just in a weird place in my life, but it's just not a fun 
like none of these people really stand out to me. And it just seems like a lot of stunt casting. So I'm on the fence about whether I'm watching the full season or not after today. My well, concern is the 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 people in the background that do so much um with the show as far as you know, manipulation of the show. And that's what gets under my skin. You know, if they just, even with this cast, you know, whatever cast it might be, if they just let the game happen as it should without manipulation from behind the scenes, it would be one, it would be one thing. But when you blatant manipulation from behind the scenes, it really gets under my skin. And that's when I get to the point where I just want to stop watching. But as long as I don't see a lot of that, then I'm having a great big blow season. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just going to have to see how it how things go between now and then. I mean, I'm, I just, I have to see the rest of the interviews. But I'm just, I was looking here, and Paul Romer was the co-creator of the series, and on the concept of Big Brother, and I think this is what we've lost over the years, is the show is all about human interactions. It's people who are loving each other, hating each other. They fight, they cry, they laugh. All emotions, we'll see it in the house. And then in a later interview, he said the first thing people think about the Big Brother idea is sexual things and nudity and sexual activity in the house. And that's not what the show is about. But I think that first sentence, it's all about human interactions. It's the people who are loving each other, hating each other. They fight, they cry, they laugh. All the emotions we'll see in the house. I think over the last few years, we've lost what Big Brother was initially. And I don't know if that's because social media or... Yeah, I don't think it's. I don't know if it's because of social media or the stunt casting or what, but Big Brother has changed. Yeah, I, I, I agree, and I think there's certainly different reasons why it has changed. But I think that one thing that happens is the producers try to replicate previous successful seasons by, you know, just typecasting. And when the cast doesn't work, then, like Cherry says, there's some kind of, you know, manipulation. Um, And I don't know. I I do love the the purity of of just watching people forced to socially interact and and how that, that plays out and I don't know. But we're still hooked on the show, and we still can't I am. back I from know. Us, so. Listen, <laughs> I, I agree, Ed, that there's there's times where I wonder if I, I want to watch, and then I tell myself, you're going to watch it. You're going to find something you, you know, about it, whatever season, that you're really going to enjoy, people that you're really, you know, learning about and seeing how, you know, their psyche changes. Um, I flat out said when I saw in season 11 
I so much dislike Jesse from his season 10. I said, if he gets back in that house, I am not watching. And let me tell you that still season 11 is still one of my favorite seasons. There's, there's a lot of good seasons, but I so love that season. And every time I think of not watching, I remember how I felt or what I said back then that I was not going to watch just because of, of Jesse and, so, well, I've been quitting watching. Big Brother. For, I've been quitting Big Brother for the last three years. So we see how well <laughs> that's worked out. <laughs> so this has become a tradition this time of year for you to say that. <laughs> well, I'm not actually doing anything for Big Brother this year. I mean, I'm not. I'm closing the site down. Okay. Oh, there's a scoop nobody knew. So I'm closing TV Fishbowl down, and I'm just not. Unless I'm guesting somewhere, I'm not. I'm not going to do anything. I just. So I'm taking the step in and cutting the ties. I've already broke my Real Housewives and Bravo TV addiction, so this year it could be Big oh Brother. Oh my gosh! Okay, how Here's, can you do that uh, I, with the new, the new housewife on OC who's from St. Louis? Here. Yeah, but wait, wait. I, I do want to talk about that, but I so thought it would have been an appropriate sound effect when you said you're closing the site down that I play this. Pretty much. <laughs> okay, Cherry. So I hadn't talked to you. Tell me you went to kind of a viewing party. Yes. Um, went to to see uh, the new housewife of OC, married to Jim Edmonds. Um, unfortunately, I was having a very bad day. I was in a lot of pain. And so I kind of let myself down that day. Um, my husband took me. And I did get to meet her. It was a very nice restaurant. Jim Edmonds owns it. And... Um, Edwards, Edmonds, I'm getting it mixed up now. Um, and the restaurant was wonderful. The food was great. She was there. She was delightful. She's gorgeous, um, very down to earth. Um, and it was just a really nice night, although I was in just a lot of pain, and I didn't feel like I could stand there and have a conversation with her that I really wanted to. I did go up and and meet her, and I gave her, you know, my card, spoke with her briefly, but I didn't get into a long conversation with her just because I was in so much pain, and I didn't want to embarrass myself, um, when I'm in that much pain, I just can't stand there and, and have a, a long conversation with somebody I don't know and try to sound professional. You know, I was just hurting. So I kept it very brief. I did give her my card, and I know that I'll have another opportunity to talk with her again. So um, I was much fun as it was to, you know, go and see everything happen. 
the actual conversation that I had with her was a little less than I had, I had hoped to have. But it was strictly because of my my own issues, um, not anything to do with her. She had just also launched a makeup line that day, so she was having a big day. So how far and in advance did did, did 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 they was the season's filming completed then or? Um, it's all in the can as far yeah, as filming. Yeah. But the premiere episode was airing that night, and they had, I don't know how many TVs there at the restaurant, um, and they had, you know, all of them on Bravo, and the volume up, she had a microphone right before the show started, and stood up and talked a little bit to everyone, and just said, you know, remember, this is for entertainment, you know, (laughs) So, of all the housewife franchises, is the OC one of the one of the top ones, or, or yes, it's one of the first, one of the earliest. Ed, you might yeah. know better than I is that was that the first one? It was the first one, and was originally named Behind the Gates, which was um, the Gates of. Oh, I can't remember it now. Coda de Casa, knew, which is an affluent area in Orange County. I knew it was either the first one or, or one of the first ones because I've been watching it since it started, and I knew it was either the first or one of the, the very first. Um, and she seems to fit right in. She's she's friends with Heather Dubrow, and. Uh, They've been friends for quite some time, and I think she's right in. Her tagline is, it's a whole new ball game now that I'm in town. And so, Ed, you're, you're, you're giving up on watching The Housewives? Is that what you said as well? I already have. Gave up on all Bravo TV. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Gave it all up. Kicking the addiction. So what? How can you do what, that? What reality shows are you still loyal to then? Um. Hmm. That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I am liking the island. I am Ooh. one episode behind. That that is fascinating to me. That you know, I thought is this just going to be another survivor? But no, Bear Grylls is like, oh my God, that guy puts people. I told you, Paul. Through he's, the ringer. He's, he's not. He doesn't play around. He's not somebody who's going to. You're not going to find background manipulation on on Bear Grylls. <laughs> and I like that the the cast is, for the most part, I will say, the few of them on the cast are very interactive on Twitter. And then I also, American Ninja Warrior will always be a favorite, although I really I shouldn't love say that. that show. Always. Didn't you because... say that they make St. Louis stops on that show too? When's the last time they were in your town? 
they were in St. Louis um, last year. I don't know that they're going to be in St. Louis this year because I think they made a stop in Kansas City. So I don't know that they yeah. do. You know, yeah, I don't think choose. they did St. Louis this year. Yeah. Which I'm kind of bummed about, but. But yeah, so yeah, I've given so yes, I've given up to answer your question. I still have a few. I like Survivor. I was just going to ask you about Survivor, and are you looking forward to the second chance season? You know, I don't know. I <laughs> it's a tough one because some of the people there annoy me, and some of the people I really I wanted to see people I wanted to see get a second chance didn't get a second chance, and some of them that got a second chance annoy me. So I was, I, hear, yeah. I was still pleasantly surprised that some of the you know people from earlier seasons were still remembered enough by the fans to get voted in. Now I don't know whether they just had good campaigns to get the votes or what, but I I would like to think. I mean I think back to our Big Brother season seven All Stars where how many of the people from season six got back on because that was the most recent season, you know. So I was kind of pleased that some from, you know, Survivor's earliest seasons did get get on. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, we have to remember, though, back then when we did All-Stars, we didn't have social media. That's true. It wasn't as prevalent as it is now. So, you know, it, and you look, even just really six years ago, you look at with Michelle's season, that social media didn't really play that big of a role. And Not at all. And when there was voting back then, it was all done on the phone, and people weren't willing to spend that kind of money to, you know, vote, 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 vote. It was like... Right. So, so I'm not surprised that some of the older folks on Survivor the older players, the previous players, I'm not surprised that they're remembered because social media's changed the landscape. And, you know, there's a guy that I know out of Chicago who's a producer and produces music and shows and whatever. And I saw a tweet of his flyby just as you were saying about being surprised. And his tweet was, LOL, all these people trying to become famous off social media. Everybody, I mean, YouTube, you got your YouTube stars. So now you've got Periscope and, and Meerkat and the Hang With and any number of live streaming applications that people are trying to become famous on. Yeah, and think about this past Survivor season. We all kind of laughed about Will and being a you know YouTube celebrity for what, one YouTube? I mean... <laughs> right, so I mean, you, you look at just the the way that things are changing and evolving, I mean, pretty soon you're going to be able to have that periscope experience, that hang with experience, whatever the video experience, you're going to be able to have that as a two way street. I mean, we have it now with Google Hangouts, but I'm talking about mobile. You know, you're going to be able to have that video. We're going to be able to have this experience that we're having right now via mobile and then we can have it now because I can call in on my cell phone, but you're going to be able to have that two way video experience via mobile streaming. And I think that 
what we see now is in the next probably 10, 15 years, maybe not even that, maybe the next six years, as far as podcasting and 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 reality TV, we're going to see that explode differently than what we know today. Yeah. It's going to be just, crazy. So, like, like, Michelle, if Big Brother does it with the voting, Michelle is definitely going to be in a Big Brother All-Stars. If, oh, I agree. If Big Brother, if they do it where they pick their favorites, mm, I don't know about that. What do you mean, they, the producers? Yeah, the producers. Like, I, I don't know Michelle's relationship, so I can't comment to that. But it, it's like with Danielle Reyes. I had the conversation with Danielle Reyes during Reality Raleigh that she's like Big Brother royalty. Kept saying to me, I'm not. I'm just Danielle. Like, I don't see it. And <laughs> we finally agreed that she doesn't see it because the landscape has changed. It's, social media wasn't around there. But, like, Danielle Reyes played a hell of a game. Oh, yes. Absolutely. So, but she doesn't see herself as being a, she doesn't see herself as Big Brother royalty. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, she doesn't get it when the fans (laughs) come up to her. I had a conversation with my husband earlier, though, about Michelle being in the, in the, and the Big Brother All-Stars. You know, Michelle is one who <clears throat> has continuously, since Big Brother 10, since she came out of the house, has continuously stayed active in getting out there and being with her fans, being active in any and every event she's been asked to be in, any any um, promotion, any kind of um, activity or any... Yeah. And um, she, oh, she, charities and stuff like time. that. Charity is, charity is what I was looking for. Any charity she's been asked to do, She's done. She actually is on the board of Tours for Tots. She everything that she can possibly do with her fans, and she's also there for the um, finales to welcome the you know Big Brother. Yeah, I was just going to say the exiting the house into the Big Brother family. Yes, that's what I I think is. And so I think when they look at at past house guests and see who's been there for the Big Brother family, you know, as they come out of the house. Who's been there for the Big Brother fans, you know, consistently since they came out of the house? I don't think that plays a role in it at all. I don't don't think that's going to play a role. I think the fans, the fans that she's got a big fan base. Yeah, but, but if you're saying but, you're saying as far as the producers go, 
Ed? Yeah, as far as the producers go, I don't think that's going to play a role in it at all. If they don't do it as a vote situation, a fan vote situation, and they just pick and choose, that welcoming the the new Big Brother family members and doing the charity work, that's not going to play a role in it at all. They're going to go, if it's strictly a producer choice, they're going to go for the most drama. And Michelle was drama on her season, and she bought good drama, but I think they're, I don't think they would go that far back. I mean, I know there's people who are saying, oh, well, they're waiting for, you know, there to be enough people to pick from. Well, like Paul just said, six seasons, season seven, a majority of the people were from what season? There's a lot right. of people brought back right. from season six. So, like, Dan, Dan will, I just look at the, the, the landscape of Big Brother and how it's changed. And definitely, if it's a fan vote, Michelle will get the vote. But I'm not so sure that she'll, it'll, if it's a producer, that she would make it back as a producer. As a producer pick. Well, I I think it, whatever format they they have in All Stars that they use, I think they have to consider the fans. I mean, they can't just discount the fan base. They have to allow the fans to have some say or vote. And I mean, in in the art in season seven, there was what was it half and half? Half were fan votes and the other half were producer picks? Um, I don't re- actually recall that, but it could be. Let's see. Yeah. I I don't know if it was half and half or that. But I do know, you know, the the, the word is that Dr. Will said he'd, he'd only come back if, if Boogie was, you know, and they had never considered him. But, uh, so we don't know who got excluded because of Will's demands. <laughs> Will having to have his boogie with him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so Will could lead him to a win. <laughs> yeah. But let's see who was on. I'm sure it's on the Wikipedia. Um, yeah, I'm looking page. at it now. So I don't remember Allison from Big Brother. Oh, I do remember Allison now from Big Brother 4. So Will, Allison, Danielle, Diane, Janelle, Erica, Jennifer, Chicken Nicole George, Hallie, yeah. Marcellus, yeah. James, Boogie, Jace, and Kaser. So does, isn't, doesn't that page split them between the fan votes and, and the producers or no? It actually does. So Big Brother 6 was one, two, three, four people. Producers were one, two, three, four, five, six. Two, four, five, six, eight. So yeah, that's in the public. Yeah, that's Wasn't there 16 cast members that year? Let's see, two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, fourteen. 
14. So Kaser was public, Jace was public, Boogie was producer, James was public, Marcellus was producer, Howie was public, Chicken George was producer, Erica, Janelle, Nokomis, Diane were all public, and Danielle, Allison, and Will were producer pick. And then let's see, out of the 20 candidates selected to participate in the show, six former house guests were not chosen. Bunky from season two, Dana Cowboy. from season four, Vet six, yeah. Lisa Cowboy Donahue, Cowboy and Mona. Yeah, so they didn't get, so they did yeah. 20 and only took 14. Okay. All right, guys. Yep, I think we're about to wrap this one up. Yeah, I'm ready to wrap it up. I'm ready to go to bed. Can't believe we just talked Big Brother for three hours. <laughs> I know <laughs> it goes by fast. <laughs> well, thank you, Ed, for joining us tonight. Yes. Oh, it was my pleasure. We enjoyed it. I guess I'm seeing you. On, I guess I'm seeing you on Monday. Yes, I heard you'll be joining us on Monday. So I'm going to try. Cool beans. <laughs> You're going to try what? Um, I have an email out, or yeah, an email out to Christine to see if she'll join us to talk Big Brother. Oh, that's great. She she would. Uh, she would come on. We had her on, um, and I think she had a good time. You know, Michelle asked me today, and I'm like, of course I'll do it for you. And then I, as I realized that we weren't getting interviews today, I'm like, wow, we really kind of jumped the gun on the on a real good first impressions. Jeff just does a horrible interview. I'm sorry. I said it. There, I said it. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, mean, we probably should have waited till tomorrow. Um, the the uh, the the fans, the super fans, is you know that he that got to be interviewed by him. I know that they enjoyed it, even though we didn't much. And I know, did you say? Do you know for sure if Rachel's going to do it? Rachel was there today. Yeah. Okay. And I know a lot of the fan or a lot of the house guests will enjoy being. She does a good job. She and Ryan uh, Carrillo uh, yes. both do a great job, and they 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 so play off each other. I love the interaction between Ryan and Rachel too. There's, they do. They're great together. So I like Rachel's because Rachel's been there as both a cast member and a fan. So we kind of get both sides of it. The only thing I disagree with is it's not about winning competitions. It's more than about winning competitions. Absolutely. But other than that, and what's his name from Big Brother Network, I like those are the interviews I like to Yeah, what is his name? Uh, I can't remember it off the top of my head right now. We blame that on senior moments, right, Jerry? That's right. That's what I'm blaming it on. <laughs> Join the club. <laughs> Matt, All right, Matt guys. Boyer. Thanks, Ed. 
You're welcome. We're going to wrap this one up. Monday. Oh, All right. Cool. Well, you have a great week and a great weekend. And right, you guys we've beaten this one to death. Thank, Thank you. you all we for have. joining us for the Big Brother 17 cast reveal. Everybody have a great night, a great week, and a great weekend. And be back for the Manic Monday show on Monday with Michelle Cast that's going to join us. And I'm not sure who else, but we'll let you know. Paul, say goodnight. Ed's already exited stage left. <laughs> you want me to, are you going to play Ron, or do you want me to say goodnight beforehand? Um, you, you, <laughs> I will I will go ahead and play Ron. Um, gosh, I'm ready to get out of here so quick. I'm, oh, goodness. I'm just ready to just say goodnight. I tell you what. Here we go. <laughs> I want to finish off the show with a little music and say to all of my listeners, thank you guys, and thank you all for coming in. God bless you, and thank you for listening to the show. And it was a great one. Great one and a long one. We haven't done a three-hour show in a long time. (laughs) I've been up for nearly 24 hours. You're getting ready for, (laughs) you're getting into the big brother mode. Is it, okay, now it's time. Good night. Now it's time. There you go. Good night. (laughs) Take care and God bless. That's a wrap. (laughs) We're out of here.